0: Welcome, uh, Christian Israel. I've been trying to play the music, but uh, Paul English and I went through all my settings yesterday, and I thought they were all correct, (laughs) since Paul English designed this whole audio system that I use, but apparently I couldn't play anything off the internet, and I couldn't play the music off my computer, so I'm going to have to double-check everything and make sure the settings are correct, but nevertheless, we're, uh, we're live today. And we're going to be talking about the Arnold Kennedy article on who are the Jews. And uh, Michael Swede will not be with us today. He's uh, out hunting again. <laughs> he, he loves to do that. I guess Sweden is a great place for that. So uh, we're just going to continue with his article. With, uh, that is Arnold Kennedy's article. And it is, in, in some ways... An outstanding article because he does differentiate between true Israel and the Jews, but he has a great deal of difficulty understanding that the word Jew in the Old Testament doesn't belong there. And there are several different definitions that we have to go through and explain for the general public. And here is the, the problem. The problem is that even strong's concordance is contaminated with jewish definitions and these jewish definitions are accepted without criticism without analysis by the vast majority of christians and you can't do that you have to you <laughs> Mr. Kim says, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, we're definitely in so- Sodom and Gomorrah, aren't we? Yeah, we're mourning. We're mourning. I was trying to play a song called O Israel, and there aren't that many versions of it on the Internet, and the ones that are up there are really quite eh, lame, <laughs> really lame. It has that canned music feel to it, right? And I've heard this song oh wake o israel la, la 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 i mean real energetic and uh, you know slam dunk type of uh, you know singing from christian israelites you know live performances that i've witnessed of people doing uh, our people doing this song but the stuff on the internet is really lame so i may have to do my own recording of it in any case so here we are, and today is August 6, 2023. This, of course, is Bloodlines on Eurofolk Radio. And we're going to be continuing with Arnold Kennedy's article on who are the Jews? Are they really Israel? And he makes a lot of good points. I'm So I'm going to back up to where he quotes Josephus. This is on page two, actually, middle of page two, from Josephus Antiquities, book 11, paragraph seven. We read, quote, so the Jews, and that's what it says in the um, Antiquities. That's how it's translated from Josephus, who wrote. I'm not sure if he wrote in Latin or Greek. I don't think I've ever investigated that whether he wrote in Latin or Greek. But basically, all the translators from the 1700s on basically accepted Jewish insertions into our Bibles from the Masoretes that were placed into the King James Version. And obviously, James Strong, in, in his concordance, picked up Jewish definitions and inserted them usually at the end of the correct definition, (laughs) okay? So uh, we'll find that out. For example, Yehovah or Jehovah. J was added very recently into our language, and that's not correct. It should be Yahweh. The the Jews added a third syllable by, by changing the name from Yahweh to Yehovah, and our people simply don't understand that this is the case. So we've got, we've got to make these corrections as we go along, because our people have been fooled by this tactic for way too long. The word study method espoused by Bertrand Comperay and Dr. Wesley Swift, and I think Gerald L.K. Smith also, and uh, many, many identity authors and presenters, they all do use the word study method which is not used by the mainstream Christianity at all. Not at all. So uh, let's get back into it here. So uh, let me just quickly check Telegram, make sure that we're uh, broadcasting on Telegram. Yes, we are. Very good. Okay, so let's get back into this article. Let me scroll up real quick and give you the exact, for those who aren't in the chat room, the title is, Could the modern Jews be Israel? Could any Jews be Israel, is how I would put it. And let's get back to the quotation from Josephus Antiquities, Book 11, Paragraph 7, we read, So the Jews prepared for the work. Okay, this should be Judahites. So the Judahites prepared for the work. And let me give... A quick definition here. A Judahite, and Arnold Kennedy points this out, the word Judahite is a racial term. It's It points to the exclusive race of Judah, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The only way you can be a Judahite is to be a literal blood descendant of the patriarch Judah. Period. That's the only way you can be a Judahite. But a Jew is a polyglot what's the name of that rock and roll band? <laughs> not, not the great mongrels. Oh they were a hard rock band that uh, motley crew. there you go. The Jews are a racial motley crew. There's no way any Jew can be a Judahite. That alone should tell you that this word Jew can never be applied to Judah. Absolutely never, okay? Remember that. The Jews are a motley crew, racially, but Judah is a pure line of descent from the patriarch Judah. That's all you really need to know. Now, how did this word Jew come to mean both? The original and exact opposite. How can one word be, be used to describe a subject and its worst enemy. How can that happen? Well, that's because of the Masoretes inserted the word Jew into our Bibles, and the Christians just blindly obeyed, not realizing what they were doing, okay? And that's true of all Christian, virtually all Christianity today. Our people are, are just following the Jewish lead like a, uh, like a hook in their jaw, right? And Just follow blindly along, not realizing that, well, they're they're taking the lead of their worst enemies. But this is the reality. That's why Israel needs to awaken. The Jews don't need to awaken. They know what they're doing. They know who their God is, namely Lucifer. It's our people that need to wake up. And the more we press this message, the the more effect we will have. But I have to say, I'm really encouraged because I'm seeing more and more people that I run across on a daily basis have some glimmering of the Israel message and that we are distinct from the Jews and the Jews are not Israel. That is at least down here in the Ozarks. I run into people who realize this more and more. Let's continue. So, it says so. The Jews prepared for the work. That is the name that they are called from the day that they came up from Babylon. Well, this is this needs to be analyzed. First of all, it, the Josephus is a translation, and it's been translated into English. I forget the author who translated uh, the, the Josephus, but he was going by Jewish definitions, and it should be. So the Judeans, the the outside world, the Greeks, the Romans, the Arabs, and others, referred to the country called Judea. That's what they called it, Judea. They didn't call it Judah, because it was already a polyglot nation by the time this book, The Antiquities by Josephus, the Judahite, he was not a Jew, he was a Judahite. By the time the antiquities were composed by Josephus, the Judahite, the common appellation ascribed to that nation was Judea, and we'll get into that very shortly. So, but nevertheless, it should be the Judahites, because the Judahites, upon the return from Babylon... We're still a racially distinct people. So it should be the Judahites prepared for the work. That is the rebuilding of Jerusalem after the 70 years' captivity in Babylon. which is ta- And he says, the word is taken from the tribe of Judah. It never should have been translated to Jews. It should have simply stayed Judahites. Okay? But this is describing how Josephus saw it, and how the outside world looked at us. So, for example, we are Americans, or at least, you know, not all of us. There's people in Britain and uh, New Zealand and all, all over the world listening to the show. But we are called Americans. Well, originally, Americans were exclusively white. The Indians didn't call themselves Americans. The blacks didn't call themselves Americans. The Jews didn't call themselves Americans. America was at one time, I mean, that's, and that's the definition of our uh, original immigration laws. You had to be white, you had to be Christian, in order to be considered a citizen of America. First, you had to be a, a citizen of a particular state, and only then could you be considered a citizen of America. In fact, there was no broad category of American citizenship. You were considered a citizen of of your state, period, okay? And the Constitution was to create a, an agency that the several states could work together with so that all, states, all the states could work together with each other through the federal government. And that's the only intention that the founding fathers had for creating the federal government because we had common enemies outside, like the Rothschilds, the bankings, the Jewish banking families, etc, cetera, et cetera. The main impetus for the U.S. Constitution was to create a union between our states so that we could engage our common enemies, okay? That was the main purpose of the Constitution. But let's continue. So you can see that if you don't understand the language, you'll be confused by this word Jew, and you'll falsely believe that modern Jews are equivalent to ancient Judah, which is the worst mistake you could possibly make, all right? Now, he does say correctly, Josephus does say correctly, that the word Judahite is really taken from the tribe of Judah, which came first to these places, and thence both they and the country gained that appellation. Well, that's Judea. So, here's how it should read. So, the Judahites because nobody else came back from the Babylonian captivity except for the Judahites. But there were some Benjamites and some Levites and a few straggling Israelites of the other tribes as well. The Judahites, that is the name they are called from by the day they came up from Babylon. They were only called Judahites and nothing else. Which word is taken from the tribe of Judah, which came first to these places? And thence, both they and the country gained that appellation, which was what? Judah, the land of Judah. That's what it was originally called. The name did not change until the Edomites gained favor with the Romans and took over our country, which was called Judah. The name was not changed from Judah to Judea until the first century B.C., So all this history that Josephus is recounting is clearly about Judah exclusively and nobody else, okay? I hope that's clear, right? The the way in which we have been deceived by false definitions of words is very, very clever. So Arnold Kennedy continues, By the time of our Lord, this people had absorbed proselytes from many other sources. Yes. Okay. By, by by our Lord, he means Yahshua Messiah. Okay, and that but that was only in the first century B.C. under John Hyrcanus, who conquered the Idumeans, the Edomites, and gave them an ultimatum: either you you get your genitals circumcised, or you get run through with the sword. It's amazing the power that John Hyrcanus had over these Edomites, and he chose to commit the biggest crime any of our leaders ever committed. He he incorporated our worst enemies, the Edomites, into our country. What blasphemy by John Hyrcanus. But of course, our leaders are doing the same thing today. Kennedy continues, particularly the nations of the Idumeans and Eturians were completely absorbed into now, it's actually correct to say Jewry. They were not absorbed into Judah. They were absorbed into Judea. And here it should be Judah, Judea, not Jewry. But uh, these people, whatever we were Israelites, never were Judahites. So even Jewry is correct. They are still part of Jewry today because, as I said, the Jews are a matly, crew racially and made Judaism their religion. Now, here's a mistake that, uh, that Arnold Kennedy makes. The Judahites never practiced the religion called Judaism. The word Judaism is another one of those words that was created in the 1700s and st- stuck into the Bible. Well, it's not in the Bible. You will not find the word Judaism in the Bible. It's the definition given to us by the Jews, by the Masoretes, For the religion practiced by true Judah. But they never had a a word for a name for their religion. Even Yahshua Messiah simply referred to our religion as the law and the prophets. The best word for it for our Old Testament religion is Mosaism because he's the one who gave us the law. And the Jews don't practice that law, they practice the Talmud. There are so many reasons to reject the Jews as Israelites and Judah. It's, it's got to be thousands of reasons. You just have to understand that they are imposters pretending to be Israel. Once you understand that, then you can correct the language. Okay. And then he continues, this explains the antagonism of the Jews towards that Now, who, which Jews? The Edomite Jews. Arnold Kennedy is still using the word Jew to apply to both Judah and our worst enemies, the Edomites. Arnold Kennedy never got it. He did get it right with Gentiles. He he produced an excellent article about that awful word Gentile and how we shouldn't be, be using it and how it shouldn't even be in the Bible. Well, the same goes for the word Jews especially to be historically accurate when we're talking about Judea as a polyglot nation, then we should be using the word Judean. This explains the antagonism of the Judeans towards Jesus. But not all Judeans had this antagonism. This is almost exclusively a province of the Edomite Judeans who were incorporated into the country by John Hyrcanus around 121 B.C. That's when the circumcisions began. This explains the antagonism of the Judeans towards Jesus, and he made reference to their practice of encouraging proselytes into the nation. Well, encouraging Edomite proselytes to come into Judea to pretend to be Judah. That's, that's what actually happened. So Kennedy does not, even though he quotes Josephus, it's obvious to me that he did not read all of Josephus where, where he talks about the Herodians. There's multiple chapters in Josephus where he explains that these Edomites beg, began coming into Jerusalem and pretending to be Judah, thanks to John Hyrcanus. And the first thing that Herod did when he took power was to assassinate the entire Judahite Sanhedrin and replace them with his cronies. It's obvious to me that Arnold Kennedy never read that portion of Josephus. So yeah, I'm just going to substitute the correct word as I I read along. The nation that formed in Palestine after the captivity of Judah in Babylon was made up mainly of people from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, together with some Levites. So you don't call these people Jews. You call them Judah, or the House of Judah. They settled in two regions with Judah, primarily in Judea, which was later called Judea, once the Edomites, the Idumeans, Idumea, Judah plus Idumea equals Idumean, or Judea. That's, it's a compound word derived from two sources, Judah and Idumea. Uh, with, with Judah primarily in Judea historically, in the New Testament times, this is correct. With Judah primarily in Judea, along with other people, and Galileans in or the tribe of Benjamin, In Galilee. And internally they are referred to as Judeans and Galileans in the New Testament. That is correct. The Judeans of the region of Judea came to include all the people living there, regardless of their racial origins. Thank you very much. That is a correct statement. Judea was a polyglot nation. Judah never was. Judah was always a racially exclusive nation. He continues, all these people are referred to by translators as Jews because they were of Judea. But this does not mean of Judah only. Let me repeat these last three sentences because these last three sentences are absolutely accurate. The Judeans of the region of Judea came to include all the people living there, regardless of their racial origins. What he's saying is the word Judean is not necessarily a reference to Judah. It's a reference to the people living in the country called Judea, which country had been taken over by the Edomites thanks to the Roman army. They installed, the Romans installed Herod over our people as an occupying force. How can you refer to the occupier who is not a Judahite? How can you refer to him as a Judahite? No, Herod destroyed all the records in the temple of the the Judahite ancestry, their lineages. He destroyed those records so that no one could prove who he was. No one could prove that he was not of Judah, which he was not. And Josephus is very clear in telling us that he is not a Judahite. Nevertheless, the words, the world, remember, the beast that deceiveth the whole world, how did they begin deceiving us? Through these false definitions of words. All these people are referred to by translators as Jews because they were of Judea, not because they were Judahites. But nevertheless, these translators still apply the word Jews to Judah, even though it should never be applied to Judah. But this does not mean of Judah only. Included in the population were many descendants of Esau, that is Edomites. These came to control the temple. But these leaders were they of whom Jesus said could not hear and understand his word. Why? Not because they were unbelieving Judahites, but because they were Edomites and would never listen to a Judahite. The categories given to us by the Judeo-Christian ministry are that all these people were in fact Judahites, which is false, and that the good Jews were those Judahites who believed Jesus and the evil Jews were those who didn't believe in Jesus. That's how they differentiate between the good and evil people living in Judea at that time. Well, that's absolutely false. Absolutely false. The good Judahites were the Judahites who believed in Jesus. There were Judahites who didn't believe in in Yahshua. But all of the Edomites were evil. There is no way you could have a good Edomite. The whole category called Edom in the Bible is despised by Yahweh. Absolutely despised by Yahweh. You look up the word Edom or Esau in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament. Even Paul says Esau was, and is, despised by Yahweh. So how can, and but Judah is the apple of his eye. How can you use one word, namely Jew, to apply to the people who are the apple of his eye, namely Judah, and use that same word to apply to the people despised by Yahweh, namely Edom? Do you see how little sense this makes and how our people have been utterly and thoroughly deceived by this false use of language. Okay. I'm on my soapbox, folks. This needs to be understood. The proper use of words is absolutely critical to get a correct understanding of what's going on. And our people have yet to learn to not apply the word Jew to the tribe of Judah. That is a false appellation. Absolutely false. But here, this paragraph, the the last few sentences in this paragraph are absolutely right on the money. He's telling us that the word Judean applies only to a polyglot group of people, which includes Judah, but also includes Edomites and others. That is the only correct definition of the word Jew historically. Here, today, the word Jew uh, includes all kinds of people with with with, it, with which the Jews have intermarried. The Jews are the most polyglot people on the face of the earth because wherever they have wandered, which is a reference to the the testament of Cain, that he was. He was forced by Yahweh to be a a wanderer and a vagabond. Wherever the people of Cain have wandered, they have intermarried with those people, primarily to take over a country that those people lived in. So you have Spanish Jews. You have, unfortunately, Jews that have intermarried with Caucasians. You have Chinese Jews. You have black Jews. You have Arabian Jews. But you cannot say that of Judah. You don't have Arabian Judahites. You don't have black Judahites. You don't have Chinese Judahites. Because Judah is an exclusively racial term. I hope I am making sense here. This is one aspect of religion, even in identity, that our people still don't get. You can't use one word to designate the house of Judah and our worst enemies, the Edomites. You have to have separate words for these two categories. And unfortunately, our people have not yet learned that lesson. So let's continue. So here in this paragraph, Arnold Kennedy is right on the money. He continues, and we're only on page two. This is going to be a long series, folks, because this terminology, this issue of terminology, is of utmost importance. You can't be using terms invented by Jews to explain the Bible. You will never be able to explain the Bible if you're using Jewish terminology. You have to use biblical terminology. And the words inserted into our translations are not biblical terminology. They're Jewish terminology, pretending to be biblical terminology. Let's continue. So, let me repeat this last sentence here. But this does not mean of Judah only. Included in the population were many descendants of Esau, namely Edomites. These came to control the temple But these leaders were they of whom Jesus could not hear and understand his words. Clearly, Edomite Jews must be distinguished from Judah. That's why whenever I use the word Jew regarding this historical time, I precede the word Jew with the word Edom. Edomite Jews, that's what they were. And the word Jew should never be applied to Judah. So I will... Accentuate the difference by using Judah exclusively as a racial term, replied only to Judah, and but I will preface the word Edomite or Esau with the word you know, or Jew rather with the word Esau or Edomite. This is agreed to by modern Jewish authorities. Encyclopedia Juda- Judaica, volume ten through twenty-one. That's an incomplete designation or reference here. Quote. From the division of Israel and Judah, the term Yehudi applied to all the residents of the southern kingdom, irrespective of tribal status. Yes, because it was called the House of Judah. The House of Judah consisted primarily of Judahites, Benjaminites, and Levites that attended to the temple and to the people of Judah. Okay, so it's actually a correct definition, irrespective of tribal status, but not irrespective of racial status. The word Jews, Kennedy continues, did not apply to the Northern Kingdom, and it never has. Okay, that's correct. And this is primarily the position taken by British Israel... They do not apply the word Jew to the ten northern tribes. However, they still apply the word Jew to Judah. They still don't get it. Most rank-and-file British people that I know who have adopted this theology do know the difference between Jews and Judahites. They do know the difference. But the official position of British Israel does not recognize that distinction. Continuing. In the New Testament, we have differing words rendered as Jews, and that should be in quotes, Udas, I-O-U-D-A-S. Again, there was no letter J extant in any language at this time. The letter J did not come into the English language until the mid-1700s, And it never came into German, it never came into Swedish, it never came into the vast majority of the Caucasian languages. It was introduced into English through the French, and it never existed before this time. You have to understand the history of our people and the history of language to understand these facts. Judas Strong, G. 2455, quote, of the descendants of Judah. Wow. Strong actually has a correct definition. Referring, for example, to Hebrews 8.8, 8, where it is a racial term. This was inserted by Arnold Kennedy in brackets here. Thayer, quote, praised or celebrated. Yeah, the word Judah means praise Yahweh or Yahweh be praised. That's what the word Judah or Yehudi, means. See Genesis 29.35, the tribe of Judah, the descendants of Judah. Okay? Here we have really good definitions, which we've, we should stick to these definitions. Strong's 24.55 in the Greek, of the descendants of Judah. And nobody else. Thayer, praised or celebrated, the tribe of Judah, the descendants of Judah. We have two correct definitions here. The problem with religion is that just about every religion accepts Jewish definitions of these words, which is a huge mistake. Kennedy continues. Yudas is the greek equivalent for the term Yehuda thank you very much Yehuda meaning praised be to Yahweh that's what that word means Praise be to Yahweh the fact is ladies and gentlemen virtually every name of a hebrew in the bible especially israelites is actually a statement Sometimes a complete sentence can be an exclamation, or sorry, exclamation, not explanation, exclamation, or a complete sentence. Yahweh be praised is an exclamation. Praise be to Yahweh is a complete sentence. Much of the Israelite names are actually sentences ascribed to the designee. In this case, Judah. In the nine New Testament references, it is rendered as Judah. J-U-D-A-H or J-U-D-A or Judas, J-U-D-A-S, is always a reference to Judah, his descendants, or their country. Well, actually, I would disagree with the last part of this sentence. It can only be applied well there was a time when the country called Judah was an exclusively racial place. Okay, so, yeah, so that is correct. You have to but that was before one hundred twenty one BC when the name of the country was changed to Judea because the country began to incorporate Idumeans. Essentially Idumea, the country of Edom and the nation of Judah were incorporated one into the other, it would be like saying that America and Mexico were integrated into one country, in which case we would call it Amorexico. It would cease to be America, because America has always been an exclusively white place. Once we accepted Jews into our country, they started to change our racial designation. Uh, Racial categories. Now comes Udeos. I-O-U-D-A-I-O-S. Strong's 2453. Quote. It's an incomplete definition. He, He starts with, Or belonging to Yehuda or of Judea. In the sense of as a country. Do you get the difference, folks? Do you see the huge difference between these two words? Of or belonging to Yehuda, meaning of the tribe of Judah, or of Judea, in the sense of as a country. Well, since it's already a polyglot nation in New Testament times, you see there's a problem here. It's either one or the other, or both. So when we read passages in the New Testament where you see the word Jew or Jews, it's referring to Judea. It can possibly be referring to Judah, but that depends on the context. So you have to keep these definitions in mind. So, in other words, if we're talking about a nation called Amorexico, then the word Amorexico could be designating pure-blooded white people, the real Americans, or the country of Amorexico, which includes all races. Okay? That's the situation that I obtained historically in Judea. So here you get the difference between the word Judas and Judeos. The word Judas is an exclusively racial term meaning belonging to Yehuda. Judeos is an exclusively territorial word referencing the country in which both of these groups, uh, us and our worst enemies, the Idumeans, resided. That's strong. Thayer says, The word is also used of Christian converts from Judaism, which is a horrible definition, because... Our people never practiced Judaism. Our people practiced Mosaism. Here again, even Thayer's concordance is contaminated with Jewish thinking, with Jewish definitions, and there's a reference here to Galatians 2.13. Or of Jewish Christians. No, of Judaite Christians. There is no such thing as a Jewish Christian. No Jew would ever worship our Messiah, Yeshua. Absolutely never. They may pretend to, but they can't because their DNA prevents them from doing so. Am I right or am I right? Vine. It especially denotes the typical representatives of Jewish thought contrasted with believers in Christ. Well, that's good because there's a vast chasm of difference between Jewish thought and Judahite thought. Two completely racial, racially different nations, the one being Judah, being a racially exclusive nation, and Jews in New Testament times being a polyglot nation, primarily composed of Edomites. We have to get these differences, we have to keep these differences in mind when we read the New Testament, because sometimes it does refer, as the word Judas does, Exclusively to the house or tribe of Judah, whereas the word Judean or Udeos never does. It never, well, there's an occasion where the word Udeos does refer to exclusively Judahites, but that's excl- extremely rare. Again, it depends on the context. Okay. But Vine's definition, although it has no reference to the actual people, it's talking about the religion of the people. It especially denotes the typical representatives of Jewish thought, who were what? The scribes and Pharisees, who were Edomites. Although there were two or three Judahites in the Sanhedrin, but not, and also as as Pharisees. Joseph, the uncle of Yahshua, that is Joseph of Arimathea, he was a pure-blooded Judahite. He was a member of the Sanhedrin because he was a very rich Judahite. And they want, as Jews do today, they like to surround themselves with our people to manipulate our people and to and to deceive us. Well, Joseph of Arimathea was not one to be deceived. He was Yahshua's uncle. But he resided in Britain. He owned tin mines in Britain. So he occasionally came back to Judah he found a polyglot nation called Judea, ruled over by the Pharisees. He was not a Pharisee, but he was a member of the Sanhedrin. Okay, let's continue, let's, let's dig this into this definition more completely. Quote, it especially denotes the typical representatives of Jewish thought, meaning Edomite Jewish thought, contrasted with believers, that is, Judahite believers in Christ. The only believers in Christ at that time would be Judah and Israelites of the dispersion who happened to be present in that country at that time. Is this clear? Christian Israel, is this clear? I hope it's clear. (laughs) All right? Okay. So, Okay, my uh, my screen has deleted my connection to <laughs> to the chat room. I'll have to see if I can get it. And I'm only in one. Hold on. It does this to me occasionally. It's got a second window. Well, this is very interesting. Okay, so let me go into the chat room real quickly. Mr. Kim Smith, Jesus was a Judahite, not a Jew. Thank you very much. Nimble Horse. I am the root and branch of Jesse, which is how Yahshua described himself. Okay, I'm getting that clicking noise, which typically means that I've lost connection and it is trying to connect. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, I think I've reestablished connection here. I lost connection, but I'm back. I think it was only for a few seconds. Okay, so Nimble Horse says, well, let me just back up. Mr. Kim Smith says, Jesus was a Judahite, not a Jew. Nimble Horse says, I am the root and branch of Jesse, which is Yahshua saying, I originated the race of Israel, which includes the race of Judah. And I am also a branch or offshoot of Jesse. He is a literal, physical descendant of Jesse through David, but he also created the race of Judah and Israel. That's what that verse means, okay? So anybody who says that Jesus never claimed to be a Judahite is absolutely wrong, or never claimed to be the Messiah. He did that in several cases in the New Testament. And he quotes the verse, Isaiah 11.1, 1, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And he's referring, I am the root, and you are the branches, O Israel. He never refers to the Jews, that is the Idumeans as part of this genome. Never. Absolutely never. Okay? And, uh, yeah, in Mexico, that's a contraction. Paul Eric says, a-Mexico, right, A- A- Amorexico, there we go, Amorexico. We virtually are Amorexico because there's no more border, thanks to Obama, Obiden, biden <laughs> Obama and O-Bidenstein, and all the rest of them. The Bushes, the Bushes have Jewish blood, okay, Amorexico, And Nimble Horse says, Esau and company. Swamp Fox says, Satan sows confusion with tears, linguistic as well as racial. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mr. Kim Smith says, keep your Negroes close and your Judahites closer. Those pretending to be Judah, especially those pretending to be Judah. Well, one good thing is when I hear the clicking in my headphones, it's telling me I've lost connection. And so that's a good thing. All right, so we're two minutes and 39 seconds into the point where I lost connection. But fortunately, the broadcaster automatically records the whole thing. All right, so let's get back to this wonderful document. It's wonderful in the sense that Arnold Kennedy... knows knows the difference between Edomites and Judahites. It's extremely important that our people know the difference between Edomites and Judahites. The problem is most of our people don't, okay? Okay, the churches never even talk about Edom, never. What are they missing? They're missing the truth of the Bible that it's a... A story of a war, a blood feud between the Jews and the Israelites. Going all the way back to Genesis three fourteen and 15, these two bloodlines are traced from there all the way into the future where the Edomites will eventually, that is the descendants of Cain, will be destroyed. Yahweh has no love for Edomites. He hates them with a passion. The only reason he allows them to exist is because we need to learn the lesson not to mix with them, not to believe anything they say, not to be led around the world by the nose as if we were cattle by them and or sheep. This is the lesson our people must learn. We must learn to be exclusive of all other races except for the Adamic race. Exclusivity. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. There can even be Adamite unbelievers. We're not supposed to be yoked with them. And Jews, all Jews are unbelievers. Why does modern religion yoke us together? And we Adamites are the ones doing all the work. We're pulling, we're pulling the wagon or the train. And the Jews are holding the whip and whipping us to do their bidding. So let's continue. Now again, here Arnold Kennedy fails. He fails because he accepts the word Judaism as if it were a designation of our religion, which it is not. It should be called Mosaism. You won't see Mosaism in the Bible. You won't see Judaism in the Bible. The only description that Yahshua gives is the law and the prophets. That's the only description or the way. It's also called the way. But our religion does not have a name. In the Old Testament. And anybody who thinks it's Judaism has been utterly deceived. Because it was the religion of Israel, not just Judah. Mosaism is the proper term. Okay. So let's continue. Historically. Oh, wait a minute. I don't want to miss anything here. Okay. Uh, let me go back up. So he's given these definitions of Judas and Judeo's from strong sayers and vine, and even these are contaminated with Jewish thinking. But nevertheless, the important point is that Eudas is an exclusive term for tr- Judah or the house or tribe of Judah, and Eudeos is a polyglot term referring to any resident of Judea or Palestine, as it has been primarily been called, Palestine, and it is not a racial designation, it is merely a, a reference to residents okay, of any race. So Amorexico would have all races, including Mexicans, Americans, blacks, Arabians, you name it, Indian, American Indians. Although the American Indians don't, do not refer to themselves as Americans, they prefer their tribal designations, as we should. So you can see the confusion created by using one term to refer to both. Never should be done. It's the, it's, this is Jewish confusion. So then he says, this then is more a matter of being a Jew by religion or region rather than by race. Now that is correct because only Jews practice this polyglot religion and only Jews should be referenced by the regional term. The word Judah should never be, because once the the territory of Judah, the house of Judah, was taken over by the Edomites and the Herodians, they were were not called Judah anymore. They should be, but like I said earlier, outside historians, and essentially, Judeo-Christian theologians and historians are outsiders. Because they're taking the viewpoint of, you know, the Greeks, the Romans, the Arabs, even the, oh, even the Germans, the German historians refer to our nation as Judea, when it should properly be called Judah, our people should be called Judah. Okay, my program is trying mightily to reconnect, and I think we're back on the air. Hopefully, this won't occur too often during today's broadcast, but fortunately, that clicking noise I hear tells me that uh, I'm not streaming anymore, so let me go back over what I just said. Arnold Kennedy states, this then is more a matter of being a Jew by religion or region rather than by race, okay? But he still is inclined to use the word Jew to refer to Judah, which is a huge mistake. Yudeos is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew Yehudi. No, it's not. (laughs) Yudas is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew Yehudi. So you see how confused... Arnold Kennedy is, by false Jewish terminology, he just defined it correctly, and he still makes this mistake. Judeos is a territorial word. It's not a reference to the tribe or house of Judah. Arnold, take your blinders off. It is translated as Jew... And includes proselytes to Judaism. That's Yes, it is translated as Jew. But it does not include, it only includes proselytes to Judaism in the sense that Judaism is the religion of the Pharisees. Not the religion of Judah or Israel. So Arnold Kennedy is totally confused on this point. 100% totally confused. And so he's just adding to the confusion by giving us these, repeating these false definitions. Yeah, Swamp Fox says, happy birthday, CIA, 1947. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. That's William Casey, director of intelligence. Now, of course, the CIA was created by the Jews to spy on us and their enemies, not on America's enemies, okay, yeah, okay, so uh, please bear with me, folks, Uh, fortunately, when I hear the clicking, I know I'm off the air, so I just have to be patient until uh, we reconnect, okay, we have not, we've got not a thunderstorm, but steady rain here, and that tends to affect uh, Wi-Fi, so here's a post by Paul Eric, yeah, that he, he's doing that, <laughs> William Casey, boy, does he look like a Jew, <laughs> all right, does he look like a Jew, and okay, so thanks for those comments, let me go back to the document, boy, is Arnold Kennedy confused, but nevertheless, he gets it partially correct, Thus we can see that the generalization of the word Jew cannot be sustained in Scripture. Yes. That is a, well, so why are you doing it? Why are you, are you using the word Jew to refer to both Judah and Edomite Jews and whoever happens to be living in Judea at the time? You shouldn't be doing that. You should also always keep the word Judah separate from those just as we should be keeping the word American separate from Americans. Yes, true Americans are today part of Amorexico. That's <laughs> an established fact because we have no more borders. But Americans are not Mexicans and Mexicans are not Americans, period. So you should always refer to these two genomes by their proper terminology. Amorexico is a legal fiction, even though it is, in fact, a reality. Because why? They're streaming across the border like mad, and they get more benefits from our government than we do. Let's continue. Thus we can see that the generalization of the word Jew cannot be sustained in Scripture. Yes, it should never be applied to both. Certainly the word Judah should never be applied to both. The word Judah should always be applied exclusively to our racial progenitor, Judah, and his offspring. One Greek word tells us of all the peoples occupying the land of that part of the covenant people, while the other tells of the covenant house of Judah in isolation. Yeah, the word Judah always applies to us racially in racial isolation. Udeos does not specifically refer to the race at all, and usually refers to people who are not of the descendants of Judah. Thank you very much. So why do you keep doing it? (laughs) Yeah, Eudaos does. But he uses the word Jew to apply to both, which is incorrect. This does not mean to say that there were no Udas. Udaites are members of other tribes amongst them. From all this we can see that the word that that Jew and Judah are not synonymous terms. Thank you very much. And that there is a sharp distinction between them. It follows that the name Israel should not be applied to the Jewish people as a whole or the country that they occupy. Yes. Once it has been a polyglot nation, it can no longer, be, no longer be called Israel or Judah. Judeos, yes. Because that word intrinsically is defined, as we just found out, as a polyglot nation. But we should always understand that Judah or Judah is a separate people from Judeos. Racially. Because that's what it is. We are racially separate. Be therefore separate, Paul tells us. Be ye therefore separate. Segregation is Yahweh's law. Our people should know this, but they don't because they have been influenced by Jewish thinking. For at least now 120 years since the King James was edited by C.I. Schofield. That whole operation was designed by the Jews to confuse us, to make us think that the Jewish people are Judah. Okay? That's what that whole operation is about. The Schofield Reference Bible is to make our people believe that the Jews are Israelites and our people have fallen for Well, the reason it's taken so long is they had to wait for two or three generations of our people to die out. Those original de- designations absolutely rejecting Jews as people who do not even belong in America. But our people have forgotten these things. So let me repeat this. One Greek word tells of all the peoples occupying the land of that part of the covenant people, yeah, that's Judah. While the other tells, uh, okay, of that part. So of all people, sorry, that's that's Judeos. The Greek word, one Greek word that is Judeos, tells of all the peoples occupying the land in that part of the and plus the part of the covenant people. While the other tells of the covenant house of Judah in isolation, and that's Judas. Unfortunately, the word Jew, as used by just about everybody today, includes that racially exclusive house of Judah, plus any race under the sun that wants to pretend to be Judah. He continues, the word Judeos does not specifically refer to a race at all, and usually refers to the people who are not of the descendants of Judah. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. This does not mean to say that there were no Judas or members of other tribes amongst them, or Israelites. Yeah, well, the Israelites were resident in Judea at that time. From all this, we can see that Jew and Judah are not synonymous terms, and that there is a sharp distinction between them. Thank you very much. It follows that the name Israel should not be applied to the Jewish people as a whole. It should not be applied to Jews at all. See, he is falsely including Old Testament Judah and modern Jewry under the same designation with the word Jew. He still doesn't get it. Historically, in the land of Judea, as well as Judahites, there were Canaanites, Edomites, and others some of whom had become proselytized to the Jewish religion. Not Mosaism, but Pharisaism. You see, Arnold Kennedy is still confused because he falsely believes that Judaism is the correct designation of our religion. It is not. Judaism is the religion practiced by the Edomites and Pharisees. As a consequence, these were labeled Jews since they were Jews by religion and Jews, and they lived in the land of Judea, but they were not Judahites. But these were not descendants of Judah, correct? The territorial term explains how Paul could be called a Jew, but he was not a racial Jew, but he was not even a Judahite. He was a Benjamite. Paul was a Benjamite, Philippians three five. Paul and 11 of the disciples did not descend from the tribe of Judah. So they shouldn't be called Jews at all. They shouldn't even be called Judahites, although the word Judah has a dual definition, namely to be a descendant of the tribe of Judah, being a direct descendant of Judah, plus the people of the house of Judah to make things even more confusing. House of Judah, which included Benjamin and Levi, those Levites who stayed with the house of Judah when the two houses split up. So Paul is, can be termed a Judahite with regard to being a member of the house of Judah, but he was not a descendant of Judah. But neither one of these designations can be called Jew. Right? Can, they're not Jews in any sense of the word. To help with understanding here, it must be pointed out that the word Judeos can cover a mixture of races which may include some of Judas, both of which were in the territory of Judea. That's probably the best and clearest explanation he has given so far. Let me repeat this sentence. To help with understanding here, it must be pointed out that the word Judeos can cover a mixture of races, which may include some of Judas, both of which were in the territory of Judea. And that's how the outside world uses the term Judea and Judean. Those words were applied to our people incorrectly. Those terms should never include Judah, but as a matter of fact, they do from outside usage. The Judahites of Judea never applied that terminology to themselves. They never applied the word Jew to themselves, and they never applied the word Judean to themselves, because they knew they were exclusively Judah. And Judea was an occupied territory which included Judah. Now, would you call yourself an Amorexican because the Jews have effectively created or eliminated the border between America and Mexico? No. You would never call yourself an Amorexican. You would call yourself an American or an Israelite because that's what we are. You see how... Definitions imposed upon the Bible by outsiders have influenced our perception of the Bible. He continues. In the New Testament, the words translated as the Jews are used in a bad sense, whereas today they are commonly used in a good sense. Yeah, because everybody believes that the Jews are Israel, God's chosen people. They are nothing of the kind. Jesus continually condemned the Jews, plural, and did the Apostle Paul. The Jew, singular, as used in Romans, is used in a different sense. Because you have to see if it's a reference to Judah or to Judeans. Those are, have completely different meanings. First of all, then, we will consider the bad sense in which the Jews, quote-unquote, the Jews, is used in Scripture. So, Arnold Kennedy, you were so close to having a proper understanding. But close will take you down the wrong road. (laughs) There's a fork in the road, Arnold, and you went the wrong way. You should have known better. Important note here. This territorial term for Jews in Greek is in line with with the United Nations and Race Relations Conventions, which the United Nations is a house of Rothschild invention, is Jewish to the core, where the historic dictionary definition of ethnic, which essentially means peoples who are other than Christians or Jews, that's the original definition of the word Gentile, by the way, folks, The word Gentile, as originally defined in Webster's Dictionary, says anyone who is neither a Christian or a Jew. Now it means anybody who is not a Jew. So we Christians... So first, originally the word Gentile excluded Christians. Now the word Gentile, as defined by the Jews, includes Christians. Because the Jews want to claim to be the only Israelites in the world today, and everybody else is a Gentile. You see, that the word Gentile, and now Arnold Kennedy is even the word ethnic had this meaning originally. He says this definition has been changed. The reinterpretation now is made to refer to any group's common or characteristic customs, culture, classification, traditions, beliefs, speech, descent, color, or ethnological division or national origin. In this context, multiracial Jews can now thus be claimed to be an ethnic group. They have always been an ethnic group. Edomites, Canaanites, Kenites. which is the term that Arnold Kennedy used. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> Arnold Murray used. Arnold Murray used the term Kenite so he could stay on the air if he used, if he said the word Jew on the air, he would be booted off instantly. So the Jews are content if you, because very, very few people know the definition of the word Kenite. That means the offspring of Cain, and we know the Jews are the offspring of Cain. And because the Jews understood this and weren't offended by that, because so few people know what the word Kenite means, Arnold Kennedy was able to stay on television. Otherwise, he would have been kicked off television right away. So that was, you have to accommodate to the fact that the Jews rule the world. Mystery Babylon rules the world. And, and Arnold Murray made accommodation accordingly. And I, in fact, I was just up at the Shepherd's t- Temple in Gravett, Arkansas. And I was, I was gratified to see there's a huge uh, granite slab at the driveway leading into the compound, which said, I am that I am. That is the Hebrew name of Yahweh. I am that I am. So Arnold Murray was a Yahweh believer, but he didn't stress it in his writings or in his lectures, his videos. So, Kennedy, Arnold Kennedy continues, anti-Semitic, now is made to refer to anything against the new concept of having this Jewish ethnic group. Yeah, so if you're opposed to Judaism, you are an anti-Semite, so-called. But the Jews were not even a Semitic people. This confusion has to be cleared up, folks. It absolutely has to be cleared up. He continues, In Judea, there were many races. And these could all be called Jews in the sense of Judeans. Having this territory and or religious belief in common. And as I discussed last night, the fact of the matter is that most of the people in Judea were very much irreligious. (laughs) And I don't blame them for being irreligious because the Pharisees ruled the Rus. You can't blame the Judahites for being irreligious because they really had no leadership. As our people today have become irreligious because our people have no leadership. The Judeo churches are run by Judeo puppets. Pulpit bastards, as I like to call them. Because they are part of the enemy. They have sided with the enemy, the Jews. Hence the phrase, the Jews, does not necessarily mean any common genetic origin, thank you very much, such as physical descent from Abraham through Isaac and Jacob and Judah, Jesus, in the book of John, chapter 8, was talking to the Judean leadership in the treasury who historically were mainly of Edomite extraction. Thank you very much. He gets part of it. And hence, this majority were not Israelites in the racial and biblical meaning. Israelite is a genetic racial tribal term throughout Scripture. Thank you very much, Arnold Kennedy, for a partial truth that you are delivering in this essay. Nevertheless, there's enough truth here, and the proper analysis of these terms will confirm what Arnold Kennedy just said. An Israelite is a racial designation. Judahite is a racial designation. Jew is a multicultural designation. You should never confuse the two. And even many in identity still have this confusion in their minds. They still refer to the tribe of Judah as Old Testament Jews. They were never called Jews. They never called themselves Jews. Stick to the designations that we apply to ourselves, not to what other people call us. Let's continue. We have about 15 minutes left. In this book, the word translated as the Jews and Judeans refers to the Judeans of any race in the territorial or religious sense, not the racial sense. That is correct. And this must be taken this way. It may not relate to Israel racially at all, and not even to our religion, because our religion is totally different from the religion of the Jews. The word Judahite is used in this book to refer to the house of Judah, which is racial. Thank you very much. He gets so much right, but he's still confused by terminology. Next heading here. They which say they are Jews but are not. Let's see how he handles this. Revelation 2.9. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Judeans. Let me... Open my concordance and find the word that is actually used here. Very important. If it's yudas, then we know that that's a racial designation and the Jews are not a race, so that can't possibly apply to them. But I'm pretty sure it's Judeos. U- but let's get the word correct here. Revelation 2.9. Oh, I have to turn on the uh, concordance. Revelation 2.9. I know thy works. Now, he's speaking to Israel. Everybody must understand that the book of Re- Revelation and the entire Bible is spoken to by four and about Israel and no other people. It's not addressed to any church. It's not addressed to any believer. It's not addressed to all who, <laughs> all people in any way, shape, or form. The Bible is the covenant message addressed exclusively to the covenant people and no one else. Revelation 2.9 I know thy works. This is speaking to Israelites and tribulation. There's another error of the Judeo churches. Ah, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and you'll be saved. No, no, no. Tribulation. We Israelites are experiencing tribulation. The only time the Jews experience tribulation is when their intrigues are discovered by our people and they are kicked out of our nations as parasites should be kicked out of our nations. And Poverty. We Israelites, true Israelites, have poverty. The Jews are rich, ultra-rich compared. To their millionaires, trillionaires, and jillionaires. But thou art rich in the spiritual sense, if you know the truth. And in, in this, ta- this time, the Judahites knew the difference between themselves and Edomites. They knew the difference. They discovered the fact that these Edomite Jews were their worst oppressors, thanks to the Roman army. And I know the blasphemy of them. He's not talking about Israelites here. Of them. He's differentiating them from Israelites, which say they are, what's the word? Judeos. which say they are Judeans and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Okay, well, the fact is, let's, let's look at this historically, folks. The fact is that these Edomite Jews were being forced upon the house of Judah by the Roman army. So they are not really Judeans either. They are neither Judah nor Judeans legally, because what does Yahweh say? We are to remain racially separate from all other groups of people. So they were really not Judeans either. They are neither Judah or properly Judeans. They were Edomite, Edomite Jews. They were Idumeans. The fact that they lived in the city of Jerusalem in a country formerly known as Judah does not make them even Judeans, they're Ill- Ill- illegitimate. They're illegitimate. Now, had the pro- had the word here been Judas, it would be more easily understood. But we know they're not Judas. They are merely merely residents of a country called Judea, and are not. But the sense of Judeos, its original meaning was eudas. Okay, because the original meaning of the term comes from Judah. Okay? But Strong's definition is correct in the sense of as a country. So there were Edomite Jews living in the country. So these Edomites are called Jews by us today and are not Judah or not Judas, but only Udeos but are the synagogue of Satan. So who are these people? Yahweh would never refer to Israel as the synagogue of Satan. He would only refer to Jews as by whichever. Now, so what do they claim to be? Well, they claim to be Judah. Now, actually, it's very interesting. If you look at the New Testament, The scribes and Pharisees never claimed to be Judah. They didn't go around saying, we are Judah. No, they were simply part of the Sanhedrin and a a group called the Pharisees. It's doubtful that the Jews, these Edomite Jews, ever claimed kinship with Israel or Judah, but only a territorial association. Nevertheless, we can see that the people being talked about are the synagogue of Satan, which cannot possibly Israel or Judah. No possible way that the synagogue of Satan is a reference to the tribe or house of Judah. So let's go to 3.9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Which say they are Jews, in the sense of Eudas or Judeos, Ude- doesn't really matter, because they are not truly either one. They are imposters, usurpers, gate crashers, party crashers, interlopers. You pick the term. They are not Israelites, and they are not Judahites. They are Edomites. And are, let's say they are Judeans, let's stick with the translation, and are not. They are not really Judeans. They are simply, plain and simply, Edomites. But do lie, <laughs> okay? So all the world believes that these Jews are Judeans, but in reality they are not. Yahweh does not accept them as, as Judah, and they're not even acceptable as Judeans. Because that's a lie too. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet. Again, these words are being spoken to Israel and not to Jews. And to know that I have loved thee. So, no matter how you define Jews here, the Jews will come and worship at our feet, at Israel's feet. Clearly, distinguishing the Jews from Israelites in both cases, Revelation 2.9 and 3, nine, There is a distinction here, and Arnold Kennedy makes the correct distinction. That Udas is a racial term applied exclusively to the tribe or house of Judah. And the Judean is a multicultural term which includes Edomites. Okay, unfortunately it does. This is how we must understand these things. Yeah, right. Mr. Kim Smith says those that say they are Judah and are not, but are non white and non Judahites and non Israelites and non Hebrews and non Shemites. The Noseites, there you go. (laughs) Chicken slingers. I love it. We, Nimblehorse says, we are of Israelitish character and differ from that of the hook nosed Edomite. There you go. We know the difference. But the average Christian is still in slumber. Oh, wake, O Israel. Unfortunately, true Israel is still asleep. We need to pray harder for the awakening of our people Israel. But I think COVID and the lockdown and the economic chaos that's happening and the multiculturalism that is imposed, being imposed upon our white Adamic nations, all of which were founded by the tribes of Israel, all of which were founded by the tribes of Israel, even Russia, because Russia was founded by Danites, the Vikings, and the kings of Russia were descended from Dan, So that is a Danite nation, even though it is a multicultural state in terms of uh, being part uh, Israelite and part Japhethite. Nevertheless, there was a prophecy in the Old Testament that says that Japheth, uh, that uh, Shem, uh, what's the term? Uh, Anyway, that the, uh, the nations of Japheth will have Israelite or Shemite leadership. Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem, is the exact prophecy. Because Shem built the tents, and Japheth dwelt in them. And Shem was the father of Israel, and Japheth was not. Okay? Yeah, and it's, it's absolutely insane what's going on in Ukraine, because Israelites, Japhethites, and to whatever extent Hamites are still white, are being drafted, are being enticed into a war in which they are being executed, being shot in the back. They're enticed there with a a monetary reward for being soldiers of fortune. That's exactly what that war is all about, folks. It's to destroy our people. In the name of a staged conflict and all wars in the modern era, have been staged by Jews going back to the Civil War, going back to the Revolutionary War. Benjamin Franklin stated that the true, true cause of the Revolutionary War was the fact that the Jew banksters would not allow the colonies to have their own money. And, of course, the Napoleonic Wars were instigated by the Jews as well. And that is... When Edom gained the ascendancy over Jacob during the Napoleonic Wars, and we have been in that little season when we have been deceived yet again by the Jews, by the descendants of Esau, until the Judgment Day. So, folks, yeah, we are, wars are the Jews' harvest. Thank you very much, Swamp Fox. Yes, Nimble Horse, that war, and all wars in the modern era, are a satanic sacrificial meat grinder for the Jew, yes, yeah they're they're enticing white people into these wars, and Nimblehorse quotes Rabbi Reichhorn, thanks to the terrible power of our international banks, mystery Babylon, we have forced the Christians into wars without number. Wars have a special value for Jews since Christians massacre each other and make more room for us Jews. Wars are the Jews' harvest. The Jew banks grow fat on Christian wars. Over 100 million Christians have been swept off the face of the earth by wars, and the end is not yet. Rabbi Reichhorn in 1869. Right on the heels of the American Civil War. I got drafted into one of those wars by the perfidious Jew. Let it not happen again, please, Yahweh. Let it not happen again. So thanks for listening, folks. We have to get our terminology correct. We can't have false definitions of words and understand the Bible or understand anything, for that matter, with false definitions of words. We have to get the definitions correct. This is a very important subject. And my hats off to Arnold Kennedy for getting some things right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.